0: Money, all get out.
1: <laughs> I get. I bet you never thought you would have hear from us ever again.
0: Probably not. They probably thought we we had like crawled into a cavern and sealed ourselves in, and but
1: um, never to return again. In case you forgot, this is Beauty in the
0: Screams, and this is Jennifer,
1: and I'm Emily, and we are back. Yeah. A lot of things have happened, guys, um, in the past three months. Yeah, I
0: don't even know, like, where to begin. I lost...
1: I lost Figaro. The love of her life. Yeah, that was not... um, That's taken a toll on me. Um,
0: Yeah, I mean, because loss is hard, and... You've had a lot this year. Yeah. Plus, I moved out of my mom's. Yeah, she's trying out this whole new independence thing. I mean, kind of. I live with my boyfriend, so it's not like... Bitch, I live with my husband. Same (laughs) fucking thing. Plus, it's impossible anymore, like, to survive on a single income with as low as, like, incomes are. Like, it would be so hard unless you worked, like, multiple jobs. Or had a really good paying job yeah like i don't know and like the jobs that you we do are like they're still important they're still necessary for things to continue but people who do those jobs can't survive it fucking blows
1: listen december 1st i'm making two dollars more an hour so
0: that's really helpful it's helpful i say that and i haven't even been to work for like three weeks <laughs> fuck my life. But, um, they're, I'm trying to think. Oh, so Emily and I are going to go on this really cool expo with our mom and I'm really excited about it. It is the oddities and curiosities expo that they're having this year in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, because I guess it moves and goes different places. So. Yeah, I don't really know that much about it.
1: Um, I didn't really look into it. I just am always down to go wherever. I went
0: on the website because I wanted to kind of see what it was. And basically, like, it's crafters and stuff, people like me, who are making art and different things that are different. Okay, the way Mom described it was like a freak show. No. I mean, there's other stuff, too, but they're gonna have people there, like, selling things, like, also. That's pretty cool. Because you can apply to vent there, which I think I might do that at some point. I just need more stuff. That would be cool. But if I can get to where I have enough stuff, like, doing something like that would be great. Mm Mm-hmm. That would be pretty awesome. So. So there's that. I'm pretty excited about it. Um... Also, I've been making some new products. Uh, they have not hit Etsy yet, but I've been making some new shit for Gypsy Creations. I've been dabbling in some altar candles, eee. which are pretty great. I made my first one and gave it to Emily the other day. The gift of having a sister who makes random shit and then decides to give it to you.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. She's been making a... Uh... Well, I don't want to... I don't care. You say whatever you want. Oh, she's just making like these pendulum board things and she made a really cool one with like a skeleton on it and she put it on the candle that she gave me.
0: Yeah, I burned it the other night. <laughs> <laughs> but because like you guys have probably seen my Ouija boards if you've looked into what I have on my Etsy page um, but I'm going to be starting doing pendulum boards which I'm really excited about. I've got to get some made up so I can take some photos and make a listing, but I think it'll be good. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be so freaking sweet.
1: Dolls. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to go to Milwaukee. I've never been to Wisconsin. Yeah.
0: Never. Fighting. I haven't never either. Waiting. That'll be a new state for our list, bitch.
1: Yeah not even really that far either.
0: No, it's literally like right there. <laughs>
1: I do love cheese.
0: Mm, so I don't bitch. know why I haven't paid him a visit
1: hopefully sooner than get, now.
0: Hopefully we can get a lot of cheese there.
1: I'm going to be so mad. Everywhere I go, and going to be like, there we're, should be cheese on every single we're gonna item. We're going to be
0: like crossing back and forth between having diarrhea and being constipated. <laughs> <But> that's okay. <laughs> oh, it's going to be rough. But it's going to be fun. I'm excited. I'll bring the laxatives. I just got to make sure I bring my, yeah, bring my imodium, my emodium with me so that I'm not shitting my pants at the Expo. <laughs> Can you imagine?
1: I'd be the freak show. I'd be mom's little side attraction, just shitting my pants.
0: That's a real curiosity. Oh. <laughs> i clear the whole <laughs> fucking convention. Oh my god, dude. So, yesterday I forced myself to ride in the car because I wanted to go get those boards so I could start making my pendulum boards. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we're standing there in the aisle where all, like, the uh, woodcraft things are so I can look and see what else I could possibly make into something. hmm And I farted. <laughs> But it was quiet, so nobody knew I farted, right? Oh, God. But then there was something that I wanted to look at. Oh, no. And I couldn't bend down to get it. So I made David come over there. Oh, no. And, girl, I smell so bad. And I knew what he was coming into, but I didn't want it.
1: Damn. That's like when you were doing your back stretches.
0: <laughs> and I farted in your face. But no, how did David react? Oh, God. <laughs> he bends over and he goes, what the fuck? Did you fart? Did... <laughs> He's like, did you shit your pants? <laughs> I was like, no, stop bringing attention to it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, then you should have waited to fart till after he got it. I
0: didn't mean to. It just snuck out while I was standing there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Preface of this You got one. a weak-ass butthole. Is I had had burritos... Heh hey, some burritos, beans for lunch. Yes, mm, bean and my stomach was a churning. Oh, bean burrito. While I was walking through Hobby Lobby, I'm like, "Oh no!" Oh. And a little, oh no! And a little toot slipped right out. While I was clenching my cheeks together in the wood craft aisle. or the craft wood aisle. Whatever.
1: Mentioning burritos, my boyfriend is supposed to take me out for Mexican food tonight. And I'm so excited. Mexican foods. I'll tell him, better stay away from me. I'm going to be eating all those frijoles.
0: Oh my god. (sighs) I'm going to get the bean dip too. All of them. Oh, please do. I want a vat of beans. Dude, so... When I ordered from there the other day, not only did I get those chicken nachos that I love, Mm -hmm. but I also got one single cheese quesadilla. And I did that because I love the freaking melty cheese that they put inside the quesadillas. The chicken quesadillas are really good. So, like, I made sure, like, I just got one because I just needed that, like, cheese flavor. I guess now we're back to cheese again. (laughs) Cheese! <laughs> Can you tell we are obsessed with the cheese?
1: Jesus Christ. We should make a nativity scene. You Jesus, should, you, Jesus Christos! You should, um, whittle me a fucking
0: nativity scene made of cheese. <laughs> I've never ever carved anything. Like... Because even when I was taking ceramics, I never carved anything I always built. Or like I threw bowls. Time to put
1: yourself to the test. Oh, God. And I want it to be realistic. I want Jesus to be made out of Havarti cheese.
0: Can I just make it look like David with his Jesus costume? (laughs) Just, Just carve a little chunk of cheese out and put a picture of David on it. Make it really easy. It just has to be about yay high with a little tiny photo on top. <laughs> and it can just kind of sort of resemble a person. doesn't have to be exact. Exactly. I'll say yay high. About three inches high. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that, that's been going on that's really different. Uh,
1: I have a new adopted son. Oh, yes! His name is Bartholomew Omeowee.
0: And he's seriously so cute, guys. He's really cute. and He's, he's also a Satan, but he's so cute. Yeah, I was gonna say he's a little Nazi terrorist, but that too. He'll calm down eventually. But, like, kittens are crazy. They are crazy. But, He's helped me a
1: lot God, through was, my grieving process. He was
0: so cute, though, when I went over there the last time, and he, he opened the door, and he came walking out and, like, stretched his back legs, and his little tail was floofed up, and he was just so cute. I just scooped him like, up.
1: Oh, he's got that little strut. He literally walk, walks, like, I'm trying to think which cat it is from Arista Cats. Just, like, that little spring in there step, like,
0: like he just knows that he's fabulous.
1: Yeah. I love it he's so cute he's gonna be a big man too So
0: precious. a big
1: beautiful fat man because he eats so goddamn much
0: food i probably should put him on a diet but dude like every time i go over there i'm amazed at how much bigger he is than the time i saw him before oh he's so big right now and he's what because i haven't been to your apartment in weeks because i've been bed bound well I not know. bed bound but I have to keep my back at a certain degree of angle, and sitting in a car does not work for that.
1: I'd bring him to come see you, but these heathen ass dogs. Bastards. Um, So he would be, how old he was, I want to say nine weeks when I got him, and that was the last, it was like, the Hmm. beginning
0: of September, wasn't it? I know it was in September, but I don't remember when.
1: It was right after I went and saw, or was supposed to go see Bayside. Because I went to St. Louis to go see Bayside with my friend Kevin. And we were at brunch the morning of the concert. Like, the concert was supposed to be that night. And we got an email from Bayside basically saying Anthony Raneri had... I don't remember what they said he had, but he was on steroids and stuff. And he couldn't perform that night. So the other bands were going to be playing. But they apologized and, like, they... Um, Anybody that didn't, like, cash in their tickets, like, they did refunds for. hmm And I was just, like, eh. I was going because I wanted to see Anthony, so me and Kevin just went and did some other shit.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, it kind of defeats the purpose. Like, yeah, there's music there, but it's not the same. Right. Right. Like, like- when Emily forgot to buy her tickets for the Bayside and say anything concert and I was devastated. Yeah. I was devastated
1: too. I was like I'm finally gonna be able to buy my tickets. I wish and that when I out. had bought mine that I had just bought two. I usually always buy two because I'm like if something happens I at least have a
0: ticket so I'm not gonna be like You're there by yourself. Yeah I don't know why I didn't do that because then we would have been set but made in the shade. But oh well I only spent, like, $17 on my ticket, so I wasn't out that much money, and plus, that means it went to the bands anyway, so that's cool. Yeah. I'll support them. I like them. They deserve support. <sighs> well, anyway, you think we should get started? Probably. Okay. Just dive right in,
1: homie. Make sure you check out the PFPN, in case you forgot. That is our podcast family network. Yay! Check them out, check them out, check them out. Check out. Wow, wow.
0: You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal With this being our comeback episode. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Jennifer came up with a really cool um, topic choice, but I'm going to let her explain it, and she gets to go first.
0: Should I tell the whole story? I mean, you can. So, I have insomnia occasionally, and it's pretty bad because I'll literally lay there And be thinking of all these things. So I've started this habit where I'll use my Tumblr and, like, I'll write about whatever it is that I'm thinking about.
1: I didn't even know Tumblr was still a thing.
0: (laughs) I literally just write random things in it. But, like, whatever it is I'm thinking about that's keeping me from sleeping, like, I'll write about it to kind of, like, process the feelings. It's like journaling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, like, whatever it is I'm thinking about. And for some weird reason... One night, I was thinking about the fact that people, like, say that, like, things are caused, like, by the full moon. Right. Or, like, even,
1: like, people saying, like, Mercury and retrograde and shit like
0: that. Yeah, like, that whole concept. Like, and I wanted to know, like, if the moon really does affect, like, how we are as people. So, well, I mean, we're how much water? Like... It's like 70%. Yeah. It's like, it's nuts. And the moon affects the tides and everything. Yeah. And so I decided that I wanted to do an episode on, like, trying our, our attempt to, like, debunk a superstition, I guess, kind of. Mm-hmm. Because it's not exactly a superstition, but it's just, it's, there's these phrases that people say that are, like infused with threads of superstition and i want to try to explain them and debunk them if possible that was the plan all right so anyway here we go so the moon has been in the sky for millions of years like all through our recorded history it's been there like it's like they know approximately like when the moon was formed but it's not like a specific thing and I watched a documentary actually once where it showed like how the moon and the earth were formed like it was just a whole bunch of like chunks of rock that like collided in space that formed earth and then it started to like spin and as things hit it it like slowly started to smooth out and it built its atmosphere and bleh, something hit it and caused a chunk of the earth to come off Which went into orbit, which became the moon, and it, like, everything has been, like, it's been forming around itself. Like, that documentary was cool. Do I remember which one it was? No. (laughs) That's besides the point. I watched it once because I like documentaries. But anyway, so the moon and the Earth, like, they've been companions in space, and they've been literally shaping one another through their invisible gravitational connections. Bum, bum, bum. So I feel like we're bound to have formulated some sort of effect on our lives. Like it's, it has to have. So, so I already kind of explained this, but I set out on this topic to discover whether or not the moon cycle affects us personally. And I know like you guys probably hear people say things all the time, like the crazies are going to be out tonight. There's a full moon. Mm-hmm. Like, and then people say things like, um, there's a full moon today. That explains a lot. Yeah. Like, people say things like that all the but time. Better watch out. There's a full moon tonight. And I'm not talking about in the sky. So, yeah. And, like, I really wanted to know, like, is that the case? Like, can we blame those things on the moon? Like, is that a possibility? So... I had to do a little Google search in, okay, a lot of Google searching to like narrow down what I needed to find to explain this. So, according to Dr. Tom White, who was quoted in an article that I found on the National History Museum's website, and he talks about how the moon impacts life on Earth in three ways. It affects time, it affects the tides, and it affects light. Those are the three ways that the moon affects Earth. So, um, have you ever heard of circadian rhythms? No. No? Okay. I have not heard of that before. Well, I know I watch a lot of documentaries, so I've heard it, but I didn't have a full concept of what it was, so I'm gonna explain it. So, this actually refers to the day and night cycles that are driven by the Earth orbiting the sun. So, um, and it's really easy for this rhythm in humans to be thrown off, like, when there's, when you have jet lag from traveling, like, let's, you know, if you're traveling through 12 time zones in one day, like, that's a lot. Right. (laughs) And, um, so your circadian rhythm can be thrown off by that and your circadian rhythm can also be thrown off by the changing of clocks for example daylight savings time that son of a bitch i fucking hate daylight savings time like the only one i don't mind is the one where i get an extra hour of sleep in the fall but the one in the spring straight chaps my ass. The fall one has completely fucked me up too, though. Well, they, they both. I'm tired so early, like. Yeah, I- they both like fuck with you, but like. I'm like, where's the sun? Right.
1: Like, Hello. Just, like,
0: just leave it alone. Get rid of daylight savings time. It's six thirty. Why is it dark outside? Leave my circadian rhythm alone. Anyway. <laughs> Let me fuck it up by traveling. Don't fuck it up for me by changing my time.
1: Amen.
0: But since you didn't know that, I will bet that you also have not heard of circalunar rhythms. And that is actually the same idea as the circadian rhythms, but it is caused by the lunar cycle around the Earth instead of the Earth cycle around the Sun. Mm-hmm a unicycle (laughs) um so the actual like circle lunar cycles are harder to identify um it's harder to determine like what what's actually affected by the moon like it's that's where science gets sketchy or not really sketchy (laughs) it's uncertain like right where there's no like actual yeah Um, but they do know that the Circa Lunar, Circa Lunar Cycle helps crustaceans stay where they need to be in the oceans. And I love crustaceans. Yeah, it keeps them from going too far out to where they would die in the depths of the ocean, and then it keeps them from going too far in where they're going to get washed up and dried out. Like, the moon helps them stay where they're supposed to be.
1: I want to come back as a crustacean.
0: (laughs) Um... The moon obviously affects the changing of the tides, and it's honestly the probably the easiest way to be able to see the effect that the moon has on the planet because, to me, it's probably the most recognizable effect. Like, if you were to ask somebody on the street, like, how does the moon affect the planet? They'd probably say the tides. Right. I mean, that's literally what I said when you brought it up. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> be- yeah, well, and the only reason that makes me think of... Out in California when the tide was, I don't remember, the when the carp not the carps, oh my god, what were they that me and grandpa, this, almost said snipes. <laughs> it wasn't snipes. Oh. Runyons. Runyons. Grunyons. yeah. he
0: would take us on grunion runs.
1: Yeah.
0: And that was affected by this. Yeah, because it was on a sp- specific full moon um, during the year, then they'd come up on the beach to lay their eggs and... He found out when it was, and he was gonna take us on a Grunion run. Grunion run <laughs> with Bob. Grandpa always did the craziest things. It was fun. Um, but another way that he talked about like how the moon affects us, and it's actually the what what he called it was light, but it's actually reflected light. And it's that, like, fluctuation that you get from its position based on the sun and the earth and the moon, like, in its orbit that determines, like, if you see it as a full moon or a new moon or all those lovely stages in between. hmm So it's actually that low lighting that the different creatures and stuff had to have, had to have adapted to that has made them to have lots of different... Um, adaptations. You know, you see like those animals with the huge eyes, so they can see better at night. And yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, that's even like the animals down in like the depths of the ocean where there's no light, and they have no like pigmentation. A lot of them are like clear and. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> one of the most interesting things I found was actually where plants were affected by the moon cycles because there is um, a tree let's see what is it called it's the joint pine also known as Mormon tea that in bright moonlight produces droplets of fluid that help stick its pollen to insects that pass by and those droplets that it produces actually sparkle under like the polarizing moonlight which makes kind of like a glittering disco-like display that attracts the beetles and other nocturnal insects to the plant to spread its pollen. What? Yeah. I want to see this! You probably would have to have those polarizing glasses on, but... Oh. oh. I thought, like, the moon created that polarizing effect. like Well, it does. Like, the moon hits the stuff, and then that stuff sparkles, but you'd only be able to see it because the way our eyes see things is different than the animals that are attracted to it. Damn it. But we could wear the polarizing glasses on because that would be fun. So I thought that was cool and I thought you would like it because it's sparkly. Yeah. But <clears throat> to change direction really quick did you know that about 4.5 billion years ago before the moon even existed that the length of day on earth used to be only 6 hours long?
1: Oh, well, I'm glad it's not that short now.
0: Yeah. Um, And I thought that that fact was completely insane. Uh, But I guess the formation of our moon began to finally, like, slow down the rotation of our planet. And, let's see, about 850 million years ago, the length of day was approximately 21 hours long. And then 400 million years ago, the length of day was closer to 22, so we're closer to where we are. So it changes... Mm -hmm. So slowly, but it's still changing all the time. Like, it'd be forever before it's longer than 24 hours. But it'll eventually be longer than 24 hours.
1: Damn. So maybe you can answer this scientific question of mine. What's that? About the moon. Does the moon actually
0: glow? It's reflective. Okay. It just, like, the light from the sun bounces past the earth and hits the moon and what you're able to see like from where it is in its orbit is like what it reflects it off so that's why it looks like it changes because it's just the the sun hitting the moon and then bouncing back off the moon to us so we can see it oh okay hopefully that explained it (laughs) yeah but so essentially what has been happening is that over time the moon's gravitational pull has kinda of stolen some of Earth's spin Earth's spin energy, which actually was it's stealing the spin energy and slowing us down, it's also pushing itself away. So which is another in Which brings up another random interesting fact that the moon moves approximately two inches farther away from the Earth every year.
1: Is it going to eventually be out of our gravitational field? I don't know.
0: That I don't know, but it like.
1: Well, I'd assume pushes
0: itself. I mean, probably eventually it would. Probably not for like. It's going to be never, but bajillions and bajillions of years, but like. I imagine it will probably eventually happen. And the moon will go rocketing off towards Saturn or something and...
1: Become Saturn's moon. Yeah. Gets sucked into their gravitational field. Or Uranus. Ooh, gets sucked into
0: Uranus. (laughs) 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 Anyway. You want another interesting fact? Yeah. Okay. So, that... Lovely, interesting fact is that the moon rotates on its axis at the exact same rate that it moves around the Earth, which makes it so that it looks like we're always looking at the same side of the moon. Like it's just moving so fast. Because it will no, it it takes twenty seven point. It takes the exact amount of time to spin around oh. as it does to go around. So it's moving so slow. while it's spinning and moving. Like, it looks like we're always looking at the same side, but that's because we are.
1: Mmm. Okay. Not fast. Slow.
0: Like, like the whole moon does a whole turn, but it takes it 27 days, where, like, for us, a whole day is 24 hours, but for the moon, it's, like, 27.3 days. Gotcha. Okay. Like... Now I'm following. A moon day is (laughs) 27.3 Earth days. Let's move to the moon. (laughs) (coughs) Um, but like I need to kind of reel it back in and pull back to the original topic here, which is basically like, is it possible that the moon affects human behavior? And honestly, like aside from the fact that crime rates are reported to be higher during periods of a full moon, there have literally been zero studies that have been completed That can prove definitively that the full moon is the reason for the incline. So, like, people have looked into it, but, like, none of them have been able to control all the variables that would possibly occur that could affect how the outcome is. Because you can't isolate, like, just the full moon effects on somebody. Right. Because there's so many different things, like... People do drugs, people... I mean, that's true, yeah. They have their prescriptions, like, and so people's reaction to the moon is gonna be all different and not controlled. Mm. I mean, I can get that. But, interestingly, though, I did find that the word lunacy, like, when they talk about lunatics, which actually, lunatics is a Latin word. And its actual, like, meaning, when it's translated, is moonstruck. Oh. mm -hmm. So lunatics are moonstruck. Oh, by the full moon. Yeah. By the full moon, it's a stroke, man. And back in the day, um, both the philosopher Aristotle and the naturalist um, Pliny the Elder, which I think was Roman, pretty sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, both of them believed that madness and epilepsy were caused by the moon. Because they had done, like, preliminary research into these things, and that was the only thing they could find that was a relative constant with those things. So, people going crazy because of damn moon. The moon will make you crazy. <clears throat> yes, itch. So,. But with all the research I came across, the only thing that really stood out to me, though, is the fact that there is a possibility that our sleep varies because of the lunar cycle. So they've done some sleep studies and stuff where they've noticed that people tend to get less sleep around the full moon when compared to different stages of the lunar cycle. But an impossibly long conversation and a million explanations cut out short Well, it's like I said, we are made, composed so much of water. Like, of course, if it's affecting the tides, it's affecting us. Right. So, however, they have still not been able to prove how or even if the moon affects our moods. But with there being a possibility that it does disrupt our sleep, which to me it would have to, because like you said, like... If it affects, like, if that gravitational pull and the magnetic field that it causes, like, if it affects the water that much, like, in the Mm -hmm. ocean, it has to do something to us, too.
1: Well, even in... But it's, like,
0: a 27.3-day shift through this whole cycle, so you wouldn't notice it. Like, it's not something that just happens overnight. Like, well, even if you look
1: at, like, the Farmer's Almanac... I'm pretty sure it tells you that the best time to cut your hair is when, um, there's a full moon or, and I'm pretty sure, yeah, it's when there's a full moon and the tide is
0: high is when you're supposed to cut your hair. I have an app that tells me when it's a good time to cut my hair. Literally, it's my moonly app. Oh. It tells me like where the moon is and position in the sky during different times of the day and like how it supposedly affects me. Supposedly. I think it does. I think it does too. I know it does, but like scientifically they've not been able to prove it.
1: So it is not a scientific fact, but here on beauty in the screams, it is a fact. Exactly.
0: But basically there's lit. There's like not any absolute proof that the moon does or does not affect our mental or physical health because yes, we know the moon can affect our sleep habits, but until someone finally is able to complete a sleep study that has enough controls in place to be able to dismiss other variants, um, aside literally from the amount of light that's reflected off the moon, which is how you see the, its phases, um, it will literally be impossible to prove this theory correct or incorrect. So I guess, keep on accusing your bad days on the moon. Because science has yet to disprove me. Yes. Blame it on the moon. Leave it to me to find something that has no fucking answer. (laughs) Listen. You know, I'm always determined to find the answers to my problems. It's always upsetting when I can't find them. It's true, but... I feel like people could try to debunk anything,
1: though. I guess it's more... Well, yeah, I guess if you scientifically can prove something.
0: Like, I think it does, personally. Like, I feel like, yes, the moon definitely affects how people act and behave because if it's affecting how much they sleep, then bitches are going to be cranky the next day.
1: Right. Or if they're having, like, a restless sleep, like they're waking up a lot.
0: Yeah. But
1: I talk about some of that in here, too. But,
0: yeah, like... Basically, I think that yes, the moon does affect it, so let's blame it all on the moon, guys. I had a bad day, the moon made me do it.
1: I'm gonna wait till the full moons, and there's a full moon, one more Mercury retrograde, and then I'm gonna murder somebody. And the blame then, on the moon. Yeah, and then I'm gonna go to court and be like, "I plead insanity. And oh, then Mercury was in retrograde, uh, and there was a full fucking moon." And then,
0: <laughs> and then they're gonna play this clip from our podcast, and i will gonna it at, go to jail. And I'll
1: do it at three a.m. Also. <laughs>
0: <laughs> fucking shit, bitch!
1: I was in a trance-like state. I just couldn't stop.
0: I just couldn't control myself.
1: Someone else was in control of my body.
0: The devil made me do it.
1: (laughs) The power of Christ compels me.
0: (laughs) Jesus Christos.
1: Howdy ho, neighbors. (laughs) Okay. So, as soon as Jennifer mentioned even this topic to me at all, I instantly knew what I was going to do it on. So, I decided I was going to do it. Try debunking... The myth behind 3 a.m. being the devil's hour
0: or the
1: witch's hour.
0: I'm excited about this.
1: So, I know that it was, like, a really popular thing back in, like, 2017 that there was literally a 3 a.m., like, viral trend going on and people were making videos and uploading them on YouTube of basically them waking up at 3am either it'd be them waking up in bed scared or it'd be them like pranking people that live in their house at 3am to scare them stuff like that um but during the trend actually um i think a lot of parents became um shocked maybe maybe a little concerned because they were seeing that even kids as young as five years old were taking part in Oh, shit. The 3 a.m. challenge. So, search engine dates found that the peak interest in the challenge had been between May and August of 2017. So, you know, like, almost all trends, though, eventually it died out. It's not really a thing anymore. But I'm pretty sure there's still some pretty terrified fucking kids that were left in its wake.
0: (laughs) That would have been an awesome thing to be able to get a kid. Why didn't things like that exist when we were kids? Right. You know, your ass would have been into it, trying it out. I know. Scaring the shit out of me (laughs) at 3am.
1: But why are we so enthralled by the significance behind 3am? So, 3am, like I said, is referred to as multiple things, including the devil's hour, the witching hour... So I'm going to explain the significance behind the devil's hour first. Okay. So Jesus Christ was placed on the cross at 9 a.m. And darkness covered the land from noon until Jesus' death at 3 p.m. And he cried out, it is finished. 3 a.m. is a significant sign of the devil and dark entities. 3 a.m. being the opposite of 3 p.m. when Jesus died which is used to mock the Holy Trinity, which is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Um, So the time being flipped is also the same significance as in horror movies when you see the crosses flipped upside down or, you know, people draw upside down crosses, blah, blah, blah. It's pertaining to demonic possession and the devil. Hmm. So that's where the devil's hour comes into play. Okay. Well, then we have the witching hour, which is more in the folklore, and that was coined in 1560 by Pope Pius IV was the witching hour. So witch hunting began as a way for others basically to try and justify what was going on in the world like they were being plagued with diseases they had all these terrible things going on back at that time period because i mean they don't have modern medicine okay people were just getting sick and dying and instead of trying to come up with a logical explanation like maybe we should be washing our hands (laughs) maybe we should be not like bathing in chamber pots or not
0: afraid of water you say bathing in chamber pots? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me just take that little stink turn, rub it up in my pants, <laughs> block my BO. <laughs> but no. So they were
1: trying to find any reason other than the fact that they were just all a bunch of nasty skags to blame <laughs> the fact that these terrible things were happening. So the only logical explanation could obviously be witchcraft, which, um... It is nothing you could see, nothing you can prove, really. And now we know that because I mean, what's what's the saying beyond a reasonable doubt, you're innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt.
0: Yeah, like you well, can't prove that somebody's well, cast a spell on you.
1: Listen, they obviously thought they could because more than sixty thousand people were executed during the witch trials. This was all fine and dandy to them, because their biblical text told them, Thou shalt not allow the sorceress to live. Exodus twenty two eighteen.
0: You know, the truth is, is that if you really were a sorceress, you wouldn't die.
1: I mean, that's true. Maybe. Well,
0: it'd be like Winifred Sanderson making a curse so that she could come back 300 years later.
1: I mean, it's true. But those accused would either be killed by burning at the stake, hanging, beheading, or they also used a method called dunking. Do you know what that is? Dunking? So they would submerge an accused in water, and if they sank, they were considered innocent, and if they floated, they were certainly a
0: witch. Did you know that they would attach rocks and things like that to them and throw them in? Damn. That's not the dunking method, though. That's just drowning them. Well, yeah, but, like, they would do that because, supposedly, if they were a witch, they would be saved. But oh, then they would get free. Yes, and if that person dies, oh, well, we thought they were a witch. like Right, better safe than
1: sorry. But, obviously, now we're more educated in regards to witchcraft and, like, general buoyancy and just general education.
0: Don't be a dick. Um, don't attach rocks to people <coughs> and throw them in the water, right? Unless they're already dead.
1: Or don't dunk someone underwater and then see if they gonna sink or they are gonna float. Because if they float, we are.
0: We are. We have air inside of us. We float. Do you hear what I said? No. I said don't throw them like attach rocks to them and throw them in the water unless they're already dead. Oh yeah, <laughs> well
1: they're already dead. <laughs> You might want to use more than just rocks.
0: Oh, shit. Like, I said it, and then it took me a second to even realize I said it.
1: (laughs) Uh, well, honestly, I probably wouldn't put a body in water if I was going to get rid of it.
0: I'd probably do, like, um... I don't know, though. Like, that dream I had that one time. That's some crazy fucked up shit.
1: Well, I was thinking, like, um, what's that stuff that dissolves everything? The lime?
0: Oh, the lime and the, like, muriatic acid?
1: Yeah. Get rid of that son of a bitch. But
0: anyway. Yeah, because the muriatic acid would disintegrate it.
1: The reason they referred to 3 a.m. as the witching hour is because it was believed that was the point in time that the witches were the most powerful, that they were much more powerful during the time of 12 a.m. and
0: 3 a.m. more than they were, like, during the day. Whatever. Does that explain why I like to stay awake late at night, even though I shouldn't? Maybe. Um,
1: that also could have a lot to do, well, we'll get to that part, but, um, they actually, and I don't remember, I didn't write down it, and I'm not saying it's a fact, but it was, like, banned that there was any activity allowed, like, and if there was a woman seen doing anything between these certain hours, and, um,
0: what was I'd be dead if I was alive at that time. Yeah,
1: they were, like, instantly considered a witch, like, well, that's like the thing I posted on Facebook the other day. It said, My favorite thing about me and my friends is that 70 years ago, we all would have been
0: lobotomized. Oh, I just thought about that movie um, <laughs> that we watched when we were kids where, um, what's her face? Was it Glenn Close? I think. Where she fell down the stairs and her head was backwards. Like, death becomes her, I think is what it's called. I've never seen that before. Oh. No. It was, it was Goldie Hawn. That's Death Becomes Her. Yeah. Colding on and going close. Yeah. Yeah. There was some... But I was just like, ugh. But I was a kid. I wasn't really traumatized by it or anything, but like...
1: I remember seeing something where someone's head was turned backwards. But wasn't there something like that in Casper?
0: Maybe. Didn't somebody's head get turned around in Casper? Maybe one of the ghosts. Or that crazy bitch. Whatever her name is. Kerrigan! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bitch is back. When you said that, I could see that guy's face. <laughs> like the one that yells for her all the time. Yeah. But anyway. You know how long it's been since I watched Casper?
1: I love Casper. Um, we
0: used to watch it all the time.
1: I know. I know I have it on DVD. just don't know where. But. Anyway. So yes. The witching hour was considered... Honestly, it was very much between, like, 12 and 3. Yeah. was technically what the witching hour was considered. So, witching hours. But, um... So many things have happened throughout the years at 3 a.m. that continue to give people that eerie feeling that 3 a.m. has a much more sinister and malevolent meaning than just a random time. So, you can take into account the Amityville horror story. So... On November thirteenth, nineteen 1974, at 3 o'clock in the morning, 3 a.m., Ronald Butch Defoe, Jr. shot his mother, father, and four siblings with a 35 caliber caliber Marlin Lever Action Rifle while they slept in their beds. At 6 p.m. that day, Ronald entered a local bar and yelled, You gotta help me. I think my mother and father are shot. The murders took place at... 112 Ocean Avenue, Amityville, Long Island, which is now known as the Amityville Horror House.
0: Mm.
1: So the, and the thing that makes this seem so sinister too, is the fact that none of the neighbors reported hearing any gunshots and that's a rifle. And he shot his mom, dad, and four siblings. That's at least six shots. Yeah. Nobody heard any shots. Uh,
0: 30, what'd you say it was? 35 caliber? Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That'd be real small. So, like, you might have to do more than one shot.
1: Right. Well, and then the even stranger thing was that every family member was also lay- laying face down. And there was no um, sign of a struggle. Nobody, there was no sign that anybody had woken up to any of the gunshots. And, I mean, they were all in different rooms. So, you think it would have woken somebody up.
0: Right. Like.
1: And they all were just laying in their beds. But the murders continued the belief that 3 a.m. was the hour of the devil, as Ronald Defoe told detectives that he had previously heard voices in his head and was in a trance like state. He explained, Once I started, I just couldn't stop. It went so fast. Defoe was found guilty of six counts of second degree murder and was sentenced to life in prison. Wouldn't
0: that be first degree murder?
1: Do they consider it second degree because he didn't do it with his actual hands? He did it with it at a what? Like... Oh, maybe. Like, he didn't stab him or do it like he. I
0: forgot to... that's how they break it. And I up. think
1: that's fucking bullshit because you could stab somebody, you could choke somebody, and they could actually live through that shit, but you shoot somebody in the face with a fucking shotgun or something, those bitches ain't walking away. Those bitches aren't even gonna have a face anymore.
0: Yeah. Like, obviously, if you're shooting them in the face, you intend to kill them, so... Mhm.
1: So now we're gonna travel south. South of the border. To the 47th state, New Mexico.
0: New Mexico. So
1: there's an urban legend.
0: <laughs> Mari-
1: oh, I love mariachi bands. <laughs> Listen. So there's an urban legend there known as La Mala which is translated to evil hour or the bad hour. The legend goes that at 3 a.m. an evil spirit appears to haunted lonely travelers at night. So she is supposed to appear as an elderly woman with the face of a demon. And if you happen to meet her on your travels, it is said that a loved one will die soon after and those who travel in isolated areas in the countryside are warned that they will likely come across her scary presence. It is believed that the origin of the legend was to scare off any who would be traveling alone at night and act as a warning. La Malahora stalking places on the outskirts under the blanket of night is also symbolic to that. The supernatural lurks at the boundaries, especially around the hours of 3 a.m., Mm. I
0: don't know why, but when you said that, I thought you were going to call them, like, say, to like ward off hooligans. To ward off hooligans. Hooligans.
1: So, La Malahora.
0: I like that. I mean, I I don't know if I want to experience it or not, but, like.
1: (laughs) Let's go to the outskirts of New Mexico and walk around at 3 a.m. by the woods and
0: see who we meet. La Malahora. But, like, I like the the sound of saying it. Like,
1: mm-hmm. It's almost just like I like saying um, La
0: Llorona.
1: Oh, yeah. La Llorona. Which I want to do something about La Llorona sometime. Mm. So, continuing on with our 3AM, you have the Ray Bradbury novel, Something Wicked This Way Comes, which I have not read, but I really want to read now that I looked into it. So, the book, the book is supposed to tell the tale of a mysterious carnival leader named Mr. Dark. Mr. Dark is supposed to be a malevolent being that feeds off of the lives of those he, who he enslaves. In the novel, there is a reference to the sinister power of 3 a.m. Doctors say that the body is at low tide during this time and the soul is out. The blood moves slow and you're the nearest to death that you will ever be without actually dying. The novel also states that, the, that most people die in the hospital at 3 a.m. more than any other time, which continues people's belief that this is the most sinister hour. And although unproven, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration confirmed that most drunk driving ac- accidents occur between 12 a.m. and 3 a.m., 55% of them. Oh, shit. Now... I'm not trying to debunk the eerie feeling that we all get when we wake up at three o'clock in the morning and we sit up and we're like, Oh, what the fuck was that? (laughs) (laughs) But, but when you are awakened at that hour, generally your body is in its REM cycle. So your REM cycle, like they stated in that novel, I mean, you are, your heart rate is slowed. I mean, your organs are running slower. Everything is just slowed down. Mm -hmm. You are in the deepest sleep you could ever be, and you're abruptly awakened. You Like, this can be something that happens to you if you have insomnia due to a melatonin level, like bad melatonin levels in your body. Mm -hmm. That's something that they said it could be. Um, It's believed the more empathetic people are... um, the more empathetic people are can make them more inclined to be awakened at these times as well as these we people knock that shit off. Yeah. Well, because these people are be, known to be more in tune with feelings and the paranormal and all that stuff. And is believed that stress can also make you abruptly awake from your REM cycle and create an altered sensation. So that's why they say a lot of like widows, Or people who've lost a loved one that was very Mm -hmm. significant to them will have these recollections where they believe this person came to them because they have been through so much extreme stress and despair that when they're being awakened, whatever maybe they're even dreaming about is being pulled out into their reality. I don't know, but there's another explanation for why you could be waking up in the middle of the night. Do you use your phone before you go to bed?
0: All
1: the time. Do you sleep with a pan on? All the time. Do you sometimes fall asleep with the TV on?
0: I can't fall asleep with the TV on. I have to turn it off.
1: Okay, well, I fall asleep sometimes with the TV <laughs> on. Um, huh. A stereo, anything. All of these things emit a wireless energy known as EMF. Elect- electromagnetic, uh, electromagnetic field. The light on our phone slows the production of melatonin, which is the hormone that controls our sleep cycle. Many of us will be staring at our phone screens late at night, reducing our melatonin, and then wondering why we aren't experiencing a good night's rest. The use of electronic devices late into the night also also keeps your brain alert, so you'll be more likely to see that strange shadow dart across your room and believe something is there in the shadows when maybe, like, actually it's really not there. Uh, Many ghost hunters use an EMF meter to determine if anything from the paranormal is present. Unexplained fluctuations on the meter determine whether you're in a hot spot of ghostly activity or not. And I read all kinds of things. Like back in the 16th century, they believed that trying to conceive at 3 a.m. was the best time because that was when your internal tide was higher and you would you more easily worst. conceive you were mo- and most fertile. Yeah, and so I guess you'll never know for sure, kinda like your thing, you'll never know for sure if it really is. I'm I mean, you just don't know. But the thing that made me wanna talk about the three AM thing was because, so I want to say this was back, what what year did the movie Exorcism of Emily Rose come out? Because I rented it, and my friend Desiree...
0: Oh, God, so this was...
1: This was when they were living in Cedar Glen. So 2005 was when Exorcism of Emily Rose came out. And I had came to visit my mom, and my friend Desiree had come up from uh, Anaheim or... Wait, I want to say she was living in Santa Ana. But anyway, that's not important to the story.
0: Yeah, I think it was Santa Ana because I remember taking you, like, back and forth.
1: Yeah, she came to stay the night one night, and me, Desiree, and Sarah stayed up late watching The Exorcism of Emily Rose. After the movie was over, we'd all went out into the kitchen, and I was sitting on the kitchen counter, Desiree was standing in the kitchen, and Sarah was sitting on the kitchen counter next to me. And we start talking about the 3 a.m. thing, and... Cause in that movie that was a huge significance that um, lawyer keeps waking up every day at 3am and all this wackadoo shit is happening yeah. and as soon as we mentioned it the light in the kitchen went out and I looked at the time on the stove and it was 3am and me and Desiree took off faster than hell up the stairs and all I hear is Sarah behind us saying guys don't leave me <laughs> and I said that demon can have you bitch <laughs> Yeah, we we all three literally ran into our mom's room, like, and we were like, Mom! That's
0: so funny. (laughs) The the serpent-headed demon tried to get us! So that was at the condo. Yeah. Lord. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't look and see what time it was that I woke up that one night I had sleep paralysis. I've only had it once. I don't ever want to have it again. But like I never did look to see what time it was.
1: I've never really had sleep paralysis. I've thought I saw things in the shadows. Um does any of this make me feel more comfortable and confident that I didn't really see anything? Not really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but I get it. I just always hear people say things about three AM. Like I I'm sure you've heard people say stuff about the witching hour.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: And I was like, hmm. let's see what we can find.
0: But if the witching hour is a witch's prime time, that explains why my ass don't wanna go like to sleep early.
1: Cause she wants to be in coats with the devil.
0: Cause like literally, whenever <laughs> I'm not working my I automatically revert to that sleep schedule where I fall asleep around like three in the morning
1: dude I love staying up late I love staying up late nobody else being up you know well I don't have that now because Garrett works that third shift life I so I' gotta get yourself. my sleep
0: schedule fixed because I think my back might be good enough if I can go back to work now I don't know maybe not I'll need to do, practice some bending and stuff because I had to bend a lot at work over and ask
1: mama if she wants you to organize her. room in the basement test yourself
0: i wouldn't make it very far (laughs) so i guess that means i probably shouldn't go to work huh yeah
1: but yeah that's what i have on 3 a.m the (laughs) devil
0: (laughs) oh I wonder if these people are sick of us yet. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, well, let's oh. see if I can get the usual thing under wraps. Please send us emails to beautyandthescreams at gmail.com. Anything you want to send, send it, send it, send it. Um, follow us on Facebook, literally just Beauty. It's the beautyandthescreams, all one word. Same with Instagram. Again, I'll put everything in the links in the bio. You can purchase merchandise artwork from Jennifer's Etsy shop. It's Etsy.com forward slash shop shop forward slash Gypsy Creations three yes. one nine. But I will put the link in the bio also, so it's much more easyable easy much more easyable e- much more easyable to access.
0: And I, since I have all this lovely merchandise and. I haven't pushed any of it yet. I would like to give away some stuff. So send me an email and get you a shirt. Yeah. Obviously I only have so many shirts, but send me an email and I'll get you a shirt.
1: Yeah. And we got stickers.
0: I got all kinds of good stuff
1: yeah send us emails interact with us we'll just give you something we just want to. we feel giving tis the season to be yeah, so we just jolly. had
0: thanksgiving and i'm thankful for my listeners so send me an email and i'll give you some some shit because now that it's christmas time they have gotta give presents christmas
1: christmas or if you know somebody who listens to us and likes us a lot and loves us a lot and would want to support us a lot you can email us
0: and we'll send you something for them Yeah, you can email us, let us know how much they love us, and we'll write a little note and send a shirt and give it to them for Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Or Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Or whatever other... Kwanzaa? What else is there? There's a lot of different celebrations that happen around this time of year. This Yule. I don't know. But anyway, we can be presents for any any holiday. Yes. So
1: get in Including touch. birthdays.
0: Birthdays are good holidays. And <laughs> our family, birthdays are holidays.
1: Birthdays are the best holidays. But anyway. Yeah, we're gonna get out of here. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Great rest of the week. Great rest of the month. And we will be back, be back in two weeks. Two weeks, baby. We'll be back in two weeks. Sorry. I was kind of short-breathed when I said that the first time.
0: (laughs) It was like it was hard for you to say. Girl, I was (laughs)
1: gasping for (laughs) air.
0: Weeks. (laughs) Anyway. Okay, we love you. Thank you, we love you, and you'll be hearing from us again soon. Bye.